Okay. And we're off. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Tease Me with the Parlay podcast. What is up? It is Super Bowl weekend. (laughs) What is Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. Hello, I'm Alex. I'm here with Xander. Nicholas Marzano is on a bachelor party in Arizona this week, so he hopefully has some drinks in his system and is enjoying some nice weather in Arizona. Howdy, y'all. Just going to be a southern guy. Howdy, y'all. Southern guy from here on. Yeah, it's hilarious. He is. I mean, I used to live in Arizona, and the weather he's getting right now is maybe the worst consecutive weather I've ever seen in Arizona. There's really? snow on snow on the mountains surrounding the city, which rarely happens. And then it's like rainy in 58. <laughs> the yeah, the golf tournament was uh, suspended for a little bit for such bad weather. <laughs> like, oh it's no, crazy. Yeah, a desert getting very climate just for Nick in his bachelor party. That's right. That's going on. Uh, did he mention to you that he's going to that this weekend? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think they're going on Saturday. Which, uh, I mean, he he told us he's going to be at the Super Bowl party on Sunday. So, man, that's going to be a insane travel back and and yep. just showing up. Yep, for sure. Uh, I'm sure you have several bets going in this golf tournament. If I know anything about you, but. Um, if you had to pick like who is your who would be your win prediction to win the whole thing before the tournament started uh so i picked and bet sahith Tagala. um i mean obviously a very popular guy he was part of the full swing uh netflix show he was a rookie when they did it uh 2 years ago he was a rookie um this was like his second or third event on tour and he was leading uh basically the entire tournament and then the last three holes he kind of fell slip and fell back and uh ended up going into a playoff with scotty scheffler and scheffler ended up beating him but thigala definitely should have won that event he said uh that's like the biggest fire in his belly is getting back to phoenix and winning this event because of how that made him feel and he's been playing some decent golf so He's in the lead right now, uh, but we're on oh. day one through through 15 holes. So we've got a lot of holes to go, but that's who I'm riding Okay, riding with for the okay. week. Did you, did you bet him before the tournament started? Yes. Yep. Got him at. What, what, were, his, what were his odds? Uh, I believe I got him at 40 to 1. I'll have to double check, but I bet him again live at 18 to 1. So um, got two tickets on him. Love that. Might even be higher. Love that. Been 65? I don't know. I placed, I placed it drunk last night after the Drake concert. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back into betting on some golf. I, uh, As you know, I did it. I did it pretty much every weekend last year. I wasn't going in too much with, like, you know, quantity of bets or even, like, amount bet. But uh, I was sprinkling every weekend for some entertainment uh for sure yeah it was crazy like we wouldn't we wouldn't talk midweek and then i'd see you on saturday and you'd just be like yeah i got this guy and he was like in contention he's like yeah i have an outright <laughs> i have an outright on him like, right like a uh, hundred to one he's in second place right now like what the fuck mayor <laughs> yeah what is this <laughs> so hopefully yeah, uh, i know i've hopefully, i know yeah, i've hit a couple of those this year I would love that. I know I've brought it up to you, but for anyone listening who maybe hasn't heard of him, I'm not saying he's like the best golf handicapper of all time, but he's pretty solid. His name is uh, D Money Sign uh, Makes Money Sign on Twitter, and he uh, he is a big golf guy, and he gives out his like top fives, top tens, top twenties. He said this year he's going to stop with the outrights because it wasn't profitable enough. Um, I would imagine if you hit one or two of those, especially if they're like intermediate to long shot people, you can really pretty much clean up for the year if you are able to land those. But 
obviously that's uh you know that, that's pretty difficult especially if you're going with especially if you're going with guys who aren't the clear-cut favorite to win these tournaments so yeah yeah he was he was a good source of info though for a lot of my golf bets um Moving forward, uh, reminder, you guys can follow us on Twitter at AxePix, TikTok at AxePix1. Uh, appreciate you guys giving us a listen as we uh, head into the Super Bowl here. We're recording on uh, Thursday afternoon, and the Super Bowl is in three days in Vegas. Um, how much have you been following kind of like the um, – like the uh, just – kind of the hype up to the Super Bowl, like any of the media week stuff or, you know, have you been doing research on anything or just kind of, you know, just letting time pass and here we are three days no. from the yeah. game. Uh, the latter, uh, actually, whenever the Patriots were in it, um, obviously in the last, the last four that they were in, um, I was able to, you know, it's more of an adult. So I was like kind of more aware of what was going on, but I, I always hated these two weeks. I mean, it's my least favorite part of the NFL season uh, just because, I mean, I just hate the way the media spins everything into a, a ridiculous narrative. Uh, it's like, just play the game for fuck's sake. So I, I just try to avoid the, just the way the NFL media has turned into such a circus. I, try to avoid it and just been doing a lot of NBA prop betting and obviously went to Drake last night, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah. What about you? How do you feel about these two weeks? I overall agree with you. Now, if my team was in the Super Bowl, I would be consuming so much content. <laughs> I don't know how much I would be consuming of the national coverage. Um, That's fair. But Every single day I would be locked into listening to podcasts and reading articles. And I was thinking about that earlier this week. Like if, you know, you're a Niners fan or you're a Chiefs fan, it's just how locked in so many of those people have to be. But like the rest of the world, it's kind of like the NFL season ends on championship Sunday. And then it's like, oh, yeah, two weeks later. That's right. We got the Super Bowl. That's that's how that's how it feels to me. Yeah. How'd you feel about uh, how'd you feel about the Pro Bowl? I kind of liked uh, I kind of liked all the events they had. I was I watched, not live, but I watched all of them because they posted to YouTube in the events, chopped up for a nice 15-minute editing. I, I like it too. Like, if you don't want to watch, then by all means, don't watch. But I enjoy it. I liked the uh, passing uh, accuracy competition that they had with the moving targets. I, I enjoyed watching that. Yeah, that was that. great. Yeah. I enjoyed the uh, the uh, long snapping into the into the <laughs> holes on the on the big board. Um, <laughs> that was interesting for sure. <laughs> and uh, catching catching the punts and you know h- hanging on to as many footballs as you could um, while while catching the punts was was entertaining. And honestly, like when you look at the guys who are there, it looks like they're having fun. It looks like they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it like the points go to your conference towards like a head start and in the Pro Bowl game. So, I mean, there's definitely some competitive juices. And uh, I I don't know if you caught it, but the kicker tic-tac-toe was pretty awesome. I missed that, but it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was a giant, giant uh, board. Um, Obviously, the, the width board was the size of a field goal post. And it was separated into nine uh, boxes. If you hit the middle, it didn't count. Uh, but yeah, they would play tic-tac-toe and they had to hit a square. Like, hit the square to get that out of the way. So it was Justin Tucker and Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, check it out. It's like a 10-minute YouTube clip. Again, their social teams did really well. I was paying attention more to that than anything in the media. So I thought they did pretty well on that side. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I would uh, I would enjoy if they did something like that with the quarterbacks and uh, maybe put a target, you know, 20 yards out or 25 yards out and do the same concepts. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I do miss the um, – they had a good relay, but I missed the I missed the longest throw when they would just uncork it 70-plus yards 
and they had to land it in between a certain like they they didn't bring that one back from like the old old yeah. uh, skills competition days but other than right. that like not, the late not 90s. many complete yeah. yeah 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 those are great yeah and then as far as just the pro bowl goes last note on that i uh i briefly i mean i may i probably watched 4 minutes of this for context but i briefly pulled up like highlights from like the 1990 NFL Pro Bowl and <laughs> those guys are like those guys are going like 90% in the game it's crazy yeah to see yeah. to see how they're moving and how they're tackling so what we've come to now of flag football well i think it like back then if you probably saw i mean it's just like a, a commentary on like who the meanest guys are cuz like the the offense are always the prima donnas so like an exhibition their goal is to just not get hurt and possibly do a flashy play. Meanwhile, the defense is just still balls to the wall, looking to tear an Hunters. offensive player's head off. Yeah, yeah. Sean Sean Taylor murdering that kicker or the punter on the fake punt. Uh, a classic, classic moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Still can't believe he did that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Morstead from the Jets. That was yeah. I mean. One of the greatest hits of all time. And it was a Pro mm-hmm. Bowl game. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, uh, as you mentioned, you um, you saw Drizzy Drake in concert on Wednesday night here in Nashville. And uh, I haven't seen him since, you know, I went with you. Scorpion. Yeah, that was uh, that was 2018, uh, September of 2018. Uh, me and Nick went to J. Cole on uh, Monday, and then Drake was on Tuesday at the same arena, back to back days. That was a uh, that was a, that was a solid two days for sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, how was it? How how was the concert? Man, obviously, you know he's our boy. So yeah, I mean he canceled with Twenty One Savage think. here. <laughs> canceled Twenty One Savage back in October, and so when he announced the second leg with Jay Cole is like, okay, we got an upgrade. We got Jermaine Cole um, coming to Nashville. And yeah, uh, Drake announced it on stage. He's like, yeah, Nashville haven't been here in five years. It's like, God, okay. that COVID that COVID time. Yeah. Scorpion was the last time he was here when we went. So that, that COVID time frame was just like, yeah, it just sped up time so fast. You're like, fuck. I feel like I was just at Scorpion. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was three hours of just nonstop hit after hit after hit. Little Dirk opened up. He walked out with Morgan Wallen, thought we were going to get live Broadway girls. But Morgan did not perform. Okay. So that was, yeah, it was interesting just walking him out and then not going on stage. Don't know what that was about. But yeah, it's a little odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, the show is like, I mean, so fucking insane. Uh, J. Cole comes on in between. So Drake gets like a halftime. Yeah. So it's like a, and then they, and then once uh, Cole did his set, they just rolled into the songs that uh, those two have together, nice. which first, first person shooter live was, I mean, it was a movie, an absolute movie. Yep. I am and sure. Then, uh, you broke my heart. Was I mean, almost tore the entire place down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the uh, the flying sperm came into play uh, that we were talking about beforehand. <laughs> he had a bunch of props and like a a blimp that you see that drops tickets during a sporting event. Drake had a flying sperm above the damn uh, stage, just always out of pocket. Always out of pocket. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Flying sperm. That, that and that, might be a first. That might be a first. Uh, for sure. And I'm sure you. I'm sure you've heard about the uh, the the drop, the Drake Dick drop, that's been ravaging Twitter. Are you not? Are no. you not savvy to this? <laughs> oh man, I'm really not, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm really not cult- culturally caught up at all. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. Uh, Tuesday, apparently a, a short video of Drake leaked of him playing with his meat on his airplane. 
And it just shows, I mean, Drake just has an absolute hammer, just a missile on him. <laughs> and so everyone's no like, comment. everyone's saying, uh, I mean, he dropped it himself because of how big this piece is. But uh, the <laughs> Nashville show was the, the first time since it happened. And when he first comes out, his first commentary after he does his first song was like, yep, I'm sure you all saw some rumors going around the internet. And it's true. My dad is here in attendance. So he just like was uh, very coy, uh, coy about it. But you could tell it tricky, that tricky motherfucker (laughs) knew exactly what he was doing. So overall, did it, did it meet and exceed your expectations? Oh, I mean, it was bang for or uh, pound for pound the best show I've ever been to because it was just three straight hours of, uh, you know, just every hit that he could possibly put together. He's doing 45 second clips of like back from take care and thank me later or thank. Yeah, thank me later. And so he just he uh, dove into the entire catalog. If he comes to your city, if you're listening to this. I mean, it's well worth it, even if you're just kind of like a. A medium Drake fan. Uh, I mean, the show. He just puts on such an incredible show. You should go see it. Glad to hear that. Very glad to hear that. Sounds like it was an amazing time. If uh, if you're ranking at number one on your list of concerts you've been to. Um, yeah. Yeah. We. I didn't. See, I didn't see Drake. Uh, f- for all. For all who are listening, but uh, Nikki and I went to comedy show last friday and hell yeah yeah we went to um we went to the ryman auditorium and i i definitely might be butchering the guy's name but we saw chris de stefano yeah chris de stefano yeah um i didn't know anything about him going into the show and when he came on and started performing, I was just blown away. Um, hands down, he was the funniest guy I have ever seen in person live. <laughs> so that uh, I couldn't give a better endorsement of his show, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm going to like watch his stuff on YouTube and if he has anything on Netflix and things of that nature, he was... Um, phenomenal he had myself and just the whole crowd just you know crying laughing pretty much the whole night <laughs> so big shout out to to chris d he was uh he was awesome <laughs> were you close enough to get uh picked on by crowd work at all or we were not so uh the answer is no but he did a he did a hell of a job with that crowd work he yeah did a hell of, he, did, he did a hell of a job with that um <laughs> You're more of the let's go example guy, yeah. You're more of the example guy, like, oh yeah, he said this to this guy and this to this guy. I'm really not the example person, but yes, he did a great <laughs> job. Very funny. So, well, I'll have to, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that. I had never really, I mean, I've seen him on like he was on like MTV shows, like the the guy code and girl code or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, just does like commentary as the comedian but I've never like watched one of his uh, stand up. So I'll have to do that. A ringing endorsement from Alex Meyer. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So freaking funny. Um, all right. Shall we, uh, shall we get into the game a little bit? Oh, why not? Why don't we, why don't we do that? Okay. Well, perfect. So we are going to start off uh, for those listening here with uh, what we know about the injury report and um, based on the little bit that I read before uh, doing the podcast, it sounds like it sounds like both of these teams are uh, pretty healthy uh, across across the board. There are some exceptions here and there, specifically on the chief side. Um, but overall, the, the overall the theme is that these two squads are uh, about as healthy as you can be, in my opinion, going into this game. Um, it sounds like the Chiefs starting offensive lineman Joe Tooney is 
unlikely to play based on what I read and uh, the quote that I heard from Andy Reid. He said, I would probably bet towards uh, Allegretti playing uh, for Joe. It's a strength thing right now. It's not strong enough. So um, I'm getting I'm getting the sense that the Chiefs, um, uh, Tooney, real good player on the front who did not play against the Ravens, will uh, miss this one as well. And uh, I did read that Jarek McKinnon, uh, Chiefs running back uh, behind Pacheco, was limited, but it seems unlikely that he's going to play in the Super Bowl as well. Um, Sky Moore, uh, he was a full participant. Um, I'm not sure how involved he's going to be in the offense, um, but sounds like he will probably be back. And we know Kadarius Tony has been off the injury report, but I believe he's been, I believe he was inactive for last game and maybe maybe previous games prior to the Ravens one. So I wouldn't expect to see him out there. Can't say I blame the chiefs um, for leaving Tony off the field at this point. <laughs> and on the 49er side, seems like everybody is healthy, like maybe a little bit dinged up, but, but not in jeopardy of like missing the game um, from, from my understanding. Um, is that kind of overall the same sense that you got from, from the injuries? Yep. It's pretty much all I've seen. Um, yeah, obviously Kittle's on the report, but he's going to play. Same with Eric Armstead. Um, yeah, Joe Tooney being out again is going to be tough because um, obviously we know the Ravens had an, just an aneurysm in what they actually were. Uh, the only saving grace is that second half. Uh, I mean, they shut out the Chiefs and they actually started to blitz a injured Chiefs line and completely shut down Mahomes. So I would, ex- we'll dive into it, but um, yeah, that, that Tooney, that Tooney injury, I think is going to be definitely a, uh, a big problem for the chiefs. Sure. Um, I know you, I know you also wrote down here um, updates from media week. I, I don't really, I don't really think I have anything to contribute here. Like I said, I haven't really followed much, but I'm not sure if there was anything that you wanted to, to go over from from the updates on the media week yeah just Mahomes being a little bitch as always just had a terrible attitude on opening media day <laughs> just like getting questions about his teammate with taylor swift it's like it's part of the fucking you know how this is why are you why do you have to be such a fucking bitch so uh and then uh i don't know if you saw but uh today Brittany Mahomes is going to be in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. So it's is no wonder now? why Sports Illustrated, yeah, it's no wonder why Sports Illustrated has uh, defaulted and is going to be discontinuing with uh, these types of decisions. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Sound the alarms. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. Damn, son. Yeah. Get him. Sorry. 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 I'm not sorry. And then obviously uh, the other other update is that Taylor confirmed she'll be in attendance from her Tokyo show. Um, I know that was, you know, on the top of everyone's mind, making sure where she's at. Um, You know, she became the goat of the Grammy Awards on Sunday. And so now she can watch the woke lose. His second Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> you really don't like Patrick, do you? <laughs> I mean, he makes it easy. He makes it himself easy to hate. Man, I disagree. I like Patrick. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. Thanks, Mayor. Thanks. Did you watch? Thanks, uh, <laughs> did, did you watch? Uh, did you watch quarterback? Oh, was that Patrick Mahomes that we just patched in? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't think I don't think watching that will change your opinion of him because you seem very rooted in your opinion of him, which I love. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, he's pretty. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> All right. Why don't you suck him then? Uh. 
hard pass. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> Thank you for the offer. Yeah, that's about all I got. I, I mean, it's truly been a pretty tame media week. I mean, there's so much shit going on in Las Vegas. It's like the Super Bowl is like just kind of taking a back seat while everything else is going on, which is shocking to say, but like Liv is having their event there. There's like so many fucking concerts leading up. All the Barstool like podcasts are streaming there live and all the other podcasts are there live. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of deterrence this year, Super Bowl being in Vegas. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. 100%. I don't know how I feel about it, but, but I really do appreciate a Super Bowl that's outdoors. Um, it can be in a warm climate. It can be in Tampa. It can be in Miami. Um, and that's pretty much the only sites that we're ever going to see nowadays that are outdoor um, for a Super Bowl. But I, uh, I like the outdoor Super Bowls. I, I don't really know. I don't really have a rhyme or a reason. I just, I just do. So that's, that's it. And you know, those, a, those two I've... cities are still in the rotation. I think. Yeah, I have a feeling we're not really going to get those. The last two have just been complete blowouts. So I feel like the NFL is like, let's keep it indoors because the uh, the Bucks beating down the Chiefs and then the uh, the Broncos just dismantling the Seahawks in the Meadowlands. They're definitely not going back to New York without a dome ever again. <laughs> Hell no. Um the last Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl four four years ago or five years ago, that, that was in Miami, and I enjoyed watching that. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I must have missed that on my list. So, yeah, Miami's fine. Yeah, the Florida games are fine. Just you have the possibility of the Bears game where it, like, starts downpouring for a minute. That exactly. could be the equivalent of, like, snow in the Northeast, but... Yeah, I agree. I like the outdoor effect, too. That's a great point. It's football, for God's um, sake. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as far as betting trends go on this one, we see it opened at minus two. San Francisco was the favorite. It went down to minus one, so it looks like we saw some Chiefs money. And now it's back up to minus two, minus two and a half, depending on, depending on where you look. Um, I can't say, I can't say I'm surprised, uh, that the 49ers opened up as a favorite. I think when you take the bird's eye view of the NFL season this year, them and the Ravens were the best teams from start to finish. Um, and, uh, you know, um, we'll get into it, but the public is going to be on the chiefs, uh, the sharps, the professional are going to be on the 49ers um, just kind of as a general theme. Um, any any thoughts just on kind of where it opened and, and the line movements and, and where it's at now or, or not really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you should feel good if you're holding a 49ers ticket. Um, I mean, it's we, we've known too well, and I misspoke. Uh, it's when the Broncos got beat down by the Seahawks was that Meadowlands game Peyton opened up with the safety because they were yep. um, one of the last teams with uh, anywhere close to betting tickets uh, where the Chiefs are at right now. The Chiefs are over 70% of the public is on the Chiefs, which is, uh, yeah, it's just I, I, um, I've taken the same approach I did when I put that huge wager on the Bucks, uh three years ago. Or two years ago, uh, it's just I I waited, and uh, I mean a little spoiler, I've like been waiting for the line movement after it like sharply went down to one. Now it's back up to two and a half. I'm just I will be hammering the 49ers money line. Okay, all right. So let's get into it. Um, you can go first, or we can just just have a back and forth discussion. I really don't care how we go about it, but. Uh, you, you and I both, you and I both are on the 49ers in this one, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts and, you know, I want to share mine. Yeah. So let's talk about where this bet could lose. 
Um, and it's strictly going to be on Shanahan and the coaching. Uh, because if you look at this Chiefs run, it's been extremely underwhelming. Um, and teams like this, uh, when they face um, when they face teams that should beat them, you know, are going to need some luck. And if we break down the Chiefs playoff run, you start at home at Arrowhead. They were fortunate to get horrendous conditions for a very soft Miami team. Incredible. That was never up. really a question. Yeah, banged up. Their defense uh, had three starters out that were, I mean, borderline Pro Bowl starters. And uh, but you'll see the theme here: the the Dolphins had an opportunity to go in there and establish a run, and they abandoned the run. You get to the Bills, uh, you get a competitive game back and forth. The Bills absolutely pissed down their own leg. Uh, not only missed the field goal, but just completely dropped the ball on play calling. Abandon the run. The Chiefs' weakest spot is the run. And so Buffalo loses. Last week or two weeks ago, the best running team in the NFL. It's what's gotten them there. It's what their official brand is. The Ravens run the football. And what do they do? They run it six fucking times. And in a one-score game, this team just completely, uh, it's like they had amnesia or someone stole their playbook, lit it on fire, and they were just drawing up plays in the grass of, like, backyard football. So what all that long-winded was is, yes, the Chiefs' defense has shown up, but their offense has not been impressive at all. Um, And the 49ers lose if, by some way, they take McCaffrey out of their own game plan. They don't. They don't run with McCaffrey, and they just try and get Brock to throw it up and down the field. And then we could see a situation like San Francisco-Baltimore where Purdy threw four interceptions. And uh, obviously I think Baltimore's defense is better than the Chiefs' defense, but, uh, I mean, you have to tip your cap. The Chiefs have a, uh, a good defense, uh, but they are completely outmanned. They haven't played any team with these amount of weapons to San Francisco. So that's San Francisco's path to a loss is abandoning McCaffrey and just um, just having some weird game plan of throwing the ball. Yeah, and I would want to add to that. You know, I thought against the Packers, they uh, they put a little bit too much in Purdy's hands at times when I thought maybe they should like run the ball and instead were throwing the ball. And I thought they did that against the lions a bit too. And, you know, pretty through that early interception against the lions to really put the team in a hole. And we've seen Purdy throw some questionable passes in these two playoff games and in that Ravens game that you mentioned in the regular season. So I don't know if the answer is as simple as just like run the ball. Like, and I know, I know, you know, that too. Like what I'm trying to say is that Shanahan needs to come into this one and call a good game. Like he needs to have just a nice, balanced, good game plan with good game flow. But overall, I do agree with you. Like at the end of the day, no matter how the 49ers do establish the run, they need to like, they need to run, run through McCaffrey and run through Debo when it comes to like running the ball or getting their playmakers in space in like, um, passes at the line of scrimmage and things of that nature because I agree with you if you're going to put this game in Purdy's hands for too much of the game that's a recipe to lose in this in this spot so I I see it the same way and then the other thing that I would want to add to your point of the 49ers not getting it done here is this when is that front seven going to play up to their capabilities, whether it's rushing the passer and stopping the run. They cannot continue to get gashed the way that they've gotten gashed a little bit against the Packers and very notably against the Lions, whether it was Montgomery running for five yards a clip or Jamison Williams running for 50 yards and a touchdown on an end around like 49ers defense, I'm calling for you. I am asking, where are you guys? You now have had two weeks to prepare, to look at the film, to get your minds right, to do whatever it needs to be done 
to let your presence be known in the front seven on your defense because when you look at this Chiefs team, we know that there's nothing to be scared of outside of Kelsey and Rice from a playmaker standpoint. Everybody else is just a guy. I mean, MVS can possibly beat you deep for a play or two if you get greedy or if you get caught in the wrong spot. But overall, these guys are not going to burn you in the secondary. So another recipe to lose this game is for Pacheco to just like be running for five, six yards per carry, similarly to how Montgomery did against them and somewhat how Aaron Jones did against them. Um, so do you agree with that take? Yeah, big time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much Chase Young plays. Uh, obviously, we've dogged him uh, the last couple of weeks. I mean, rightfully so. Kind of half-assed, get, getting caught on tape, half-assing his way around the field. So um, uh, maybe that's all they need, or maybe just that fire under his ass. Uh, I mean, because he was defensive rookie of the year, for fuck's sake. And he is is a freak of nature with his strength and skill so who knows what's going on there but yeah i mean yeah the chiefs win this game by running the ball and um stopping the run so uh mm-hmm. san francisco just has to stop the run um and that's basically it like i i trust if the chiefs shut down if they shut him down they the niners don't abandon it i trust uh, the 49ers more to find points elsewhere than if the 49ers shut down the run and the Chiefs have to go find points elsewhere, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. I mean, the 49ers have better skill players. You know, it, it all it takes yeah. is Ayuk or Kittle or Debo or McCaffrey to, to bust one, you know, catch and run yeah. yards after catch. So that's ex- exactly right. I totally understand that angle. Um, Stopping the run is going to be huge for the Niners, but I'm also calling for their pass rush, like Chase Young, Bosa, Armstead, um, uh, Colin uh, Farrell, or Farrell. Um, Like these dudes, these dudes need to get home a couple of times and uh, be that vicious, freakish front four that they are capable of being and that what and we've seen them do um many times uh so i'm calling yeah. for you um <laughs> 49ers defense where you at where you at you know yeah. all year long the 49ers were regarded as you know a top five defense if not the best defense in the league for quite some time during the regular season so they gotta they gotta show up and play a good game um yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs rank. All right. So where do the Niners win? The Chiefs rank one of the lowest in defending the run uh, from teams under center. And um, also from, I mean, just in the gun. I mean, it's one of the worst run defenses as well. Um, so, I mean, the, the Niners win is, if, like you said, Shanahan locks into a good game plan of running a healthy dose of running the ball. Um, I actually... I actually am just so, so fucking, um, I'm so in between on this over under. Like, I, my gut leans the under. For I know there's so much talent in this game, but I just feel like both teams will have a game plan. I'll, um, not to go out on the, a limb here, but my I guess my uh, hot take was I, I, I'm so confident in my bet. I, I believe the Niners are going to win by two scores. I think the final is going to be uh, 28 to 14 or 28 to 10. Like, I think the Niners comfortably win this game. Um, and uh, one thing that you haven't seen uh, in the playoffs with how bad teams have been playing against the Chiefs, shooting themselves in the foot, is that the Chiefs haven't had to play from behind in the playoffs. When you look at the regular season, they did not play well from behind in the regular season. Like this isn't a 30 point a game Chiefs team. They average 22 a game. Like they are not they can't just score on command like in previous years when they have Tyreek and uh you know a prime Kelsey. This is an older Kelsey 
uh, who clearly uh, fits in uh, in between the tackles versus vertically like you used to. So I'm just, after everything I've looked at, I know there's a reputation of hate. When I called it against the Bucks, I try, I put everything aside because I don't like I don't like losing money more than I don't like the Chiefs. So, yeah, if I didn't, so I I'm, in last year I just couldn't couldn't get behind the Eagles because they couldn't stop a nosebleed. Um, it's it's just something that it just feels it feels like the right play from how much football we've watched that the 49ers are going to get get this done comfortably well i think their offense got their swagger back a bit in that lions game being able to come back in the fashion that they did and you know the defense made some huge plays in that game as well um forcing the fumble on gibbs and getting some critical stops obviously they were aided a couple of times by some lions mistakes but you know, it felt like the 49ers started to round back into their current, you know, into their good form in the second half of that game. And that definitely could be the momentum that they needed to carry them into this game uh, on Sunday. Um, overall, I, I do have the 49ers winning. I do agree with you. I lean the under. The total is currently 47 and a half. My final score prediction in this game is 49ers 27 chiefs 20 i think um i think this is the game where the chiefs lack of offensive weapons is finally going to finally going to cost them and ultimately be the reason why they lose this game um i'm not super confident that the 49ers defense is fixed or anything along those lines but i do believe that they will be able to hold the chiefs in the red zone enough times to to have them settle for some field goal attempts um as opposed to cashing in for touchdowns as you mentioned this chief's offense is just not the same as it has been in previous years they're going to try to rely on their defense and while i think the chief's defense is the strength of their team outside of mahomes and their coach the 49ers offense is no joke, unfortunately, for them. So I am not saying the 49ers are going to put up 40 in this game, although they might. But um, I just think the Niners have I just I just think they have the edge when it comes to your overall team. I think they have the edge in this one. And that's probably the reason why they're favorited in this game. So, yeah, I got I got 27, 20 49ers is my official uh, score prediction. OK, good. So uh, should we dive into some player props and novelty props then? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's been what's been sticking out to you on the player side? Anything that you like? Yeah, I got a couple that I like um, on the player side. I like a couple of Christian McCaffrey props. So his rushing line is currently set at ninety and a half rushing yards. Um, as we discussed, I do think the 49ers are going to try to get the ball in McCaffrey's hands and he is such a special, special player. He's going to make the hall of fame one day, 90 and a half rushing yards in the super bowl for a guy like him is definitely super doable. I don't think he's going to be on any sort of like carries limit. So there's definitely a chance that he can get to 20 or maybe even like maybe even like 25 carries in this game if they have a lead and they're running the football. Um, but he's such a special player. The Chiefs run defense hasn't been phenomenal throughout the entire year. So McCaffrey over 90 and a half yards on a uh, on an indoor surface, on a fast playing surface, I think that is extremely, extremely attainable for the best running back in the National Football League. So I am betting his over, and I am also betting his over longest rush of 18 and a half yards, Christian McCaffrey's longest rush. Um, all it takes is one for that guy, and he is so good. I, I see him breaking a run for 19 or more yards in this one. So I am on those two specifically for CMC. Okay, I like that. Uh, as for me on the player side, I sticking with McCaffrey, 
Um, I do like his MVP odds at plus 400. Um, I think that he really solidifies this team. Um, I mean, it's just tough to ignore a guy that's fucking always minus 300 to get a touchdown. <laughs> just any time touchdown. Like, that's such a freakishly just insane number. Uh, but let me point out a few that that a few props that have some value uh, for the people that want a little bit more. So on FanDuel, players to have most yards after a catch from a single reception. So not the game, just a single reception. George Kittle plus 710 is something that I really like. Um, the secondary uh, is obviously going to um, you know, do their work with shutting down Ayuk, then try with Samuel. I just think that the linebacking core on the Chiefs just cannot contain Kittle. And uh, I can just see him getting one for 30-plus yards and securing that bet. And then wait, a very long one. 80. Wait. Oh, go ahead. So just to clarify, you're betting George Kittle player to have the longest reception of the game. Is that is that right? No. So it's yards after the catch. Player to have the, the single longest yard after a catch. So I could see him catching it in the flat seven yards and then busting it for 30. So not. And then this bet, 80 to 1. Player to have the longest air yards from a single catch. I mean, shocking number, uh, the way this guy plays. McCole Hardman, 80 to 1. Okay. Just a single bet. 80 okay. to 1. A long shot. Uh, his catches, I mean, he's not going to be catching five yard outs for fuck's sake. And his job is to be a dasher and run a vertical route. Uh, I, I like. MVS, that's his same route too. That's plus 630 uh, for longest reception in the air, air yards on the catch. So uh, just a couple uh, from that perspective. I will say though, I can see, Mayor, I can see the crystal ball, um, the Niners win, and I can already see the script. Seven quarterbacks taken ahead of him. He's undefeated in the playoffs so far as a starter. He um, he was the last pick in the draft. The Brady-Purdy uh, comparisons, just from a optics standpoint, I mean, I could also – I mean, it's plus 140, but, I mean, we like any plus money, but – I could also, it just seemed, I was having a conversation with someone about this. This league has gotten so horned up for the quarterback position. It almost feels like you're wasting your money betting anything else. Like, could you picture the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl and they give it to a, a wide receiver? Like, some of these bets people are placing, it's like the, if the Chiefs win, the NFL is rushing that to Mahomes. Maybe Kelsey, maybe, but I would say 90%, 10%. That those chances if the Chiefs win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. Like, even as a Patriots fan, obviously Tom is the GOAT, and but that Falcon Super Bowl, like, James White should have been the MVP. Like, Brady's the one that threw the pick six to kind of get, I mean, White had three touchdowns, a two-point conversion. Like, he, right. was, he had, like, ten catches. Like, an insane stat line. Like, a, and he still but, I mean... No, no, it's been, I mean, Edelman ended up getting it in the 13 to three game. Um, so, I mean, it's not like it's been every single year, but it, you know, from the awards MVP, we'll, we'll see tonight is going to be Lamar when it probably should be CMC. It's just, this league is so focused on making the quarterback. It, it's going to shoot them in the foot when they don't have, when they have, you know, maybe a, a shallower crop as all these legends start to retire. They need to, they need to get more people the face of the NFL than just the quarterback position. Yeah. I like the McCaffrey MVP bet. I agree with that. Um, and uh, a couple of other props that I, uh, that I'm on. Um, I am on uh, Brock Purdy over 11 and a half rushing yards. He has cleared that line in the first two playoff games and he has found something, I think. I think 
I think he just wasn't feeling the pocket and running wasn't really an option for him. And then against the Packers and against the Lions, when things started to get kind of into the flow of the game, he started to make some plays with his legs. So 11 and a half is um, is the number that I got. And I am uh, I'm putting a unit on him to get over 11 and a half rushing yards. Chiefs got a pretty good defense. There's going to be times where I think he's going to have to make some plays with his legs. So I'm going with that. Um, I am on on the Chiefs side. I'm on MVS over 18 and a half receiving yards. He could get over this in one catch. The 49ers secondary yeah. is uh, the weakness of their defense. They have a lot of young young guys back there outside of uh, uh, Charvarius Ward. Um, so I definitely think MVS is very capable of clearing this line. We've seen Mahomes trust him a little bit more, uh, in these playoffs as well. So I am on MVS mm -hmm. over 18 and a half receiving yards. Um, and I did sprinkle, uh, similar to your bet, put just player with the longest reception of the game. Uh, I did sprinkle on MVS at 10 to one, um, cause he is capable of, you know, getting a 40 or a 50 or even longer uh, uh, catch because uh, he's got great speed and he's, he's done that before. Mm -hmm. So I sprinkled on him at 10 to one. And then lastly, on the player prop side, just for anyone who's listening um, for official record, my first touchdown scores, these are for fun, but uh, I, I'm on, I'm on McCaffrey at plus 370. Um, I put a full unit on it for first touchdown of the game. And on the Chiefs side, I put a half unit on Rasheed Rice at plus 950 for the first touchdown score of the game because um, he's uh, a really good player, and I could see him scoring first if it is a Chiefs touchdown. So those are my player prop bets, Burns. Okay, I like those. I'll probably tail a couple. Uh, there's an interesting one, Steve Mahomes and – FanDuel, it says plus 180, Mahomes and Purdy to combine for 50 rushing yards. That, that has some value. Everything you said about Purdy, spot on. Just feels more comfortable leaving the pocket and getting upfield. Uh, and then, obviously, Mahomes is a fucking little weasel. And, I mean, he moves. It looks like he's moving like a, a 5.0 for <laughs> And he'll just it's pick like up like a 20-yard game. <laughs> It's like, how James, it's like how James Harden used to move in his prime when he was driving to the hole. He just looked like he was in slow-mo, but yeah. yet he was just getting there with ease every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I haven't really placed too many uh, player props, just the ones that I talked about. Uh, I'll probably be on Kelsey over uh, catches. Uh just because, I mean, that's who he's going to look for. I think they're going to be down, and I think he's going to – I mean, that's the only person he can truly rely on. Rashid Rice is starting to show, uh, but, I mean, still uh, not fully there yet as a rookie. But I like what you're, I like what you're saying, so. Yeah, um, and, then from, and then from the novelty props, uh, Burns and I cannot bet, for example, like color of Gatorade on the winning coach or length of the national anthem, or I don't even know if we can bet heads or tails on the coin toss um, because novelty bets. Yeah. They're illegal uh, in Tennessee. Um, so we would have to use an offshore book or um, which I don't have. So I will not be betting on any of the novelty stuff, but there are some Super Bowl specials in both DraftKings and FanDuel. You just have to look for them. And there's two of them that I am currently on, so I want to share those with you. Um, first one that I'm on is a prop. The question is, will there be more passing touchdowns in the game or field goals made? Uh, passing touchdowns is plus 110. Field goals is plus 130. And for those numbers to be equal as a tie is 5-1. to one. So I actually sprinkled on the tie. Um, just thinking that maybe there's like three field goals total in the game and maybe Mahomes throws two touchdowns and Purdy throws one. And I could see it because uh, 
McCaffrey is very capable of scoring one or two touchdowns. Pacheco is capable of scoring a touchdown. So I don't think it's that far-fetched for those numbers to end in a tie between passing touchdowns and field goals made in the game. So I, I sprinkled on tie at plus 500 uh, for those listening. Um, and then the second prop, that DraftKings has a section called Taylor Swift Props. Um, and huh. it and the props are named after her songs. And the one that I bet on is called 15. Um, you can sing it if you want, Burns. Um, no, but, uh, it's uh, Patrick Mahomes, 15 plus rushing yards and 215 plus passing yards at minus 140. I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty good bet. I could absolutely see him getting 215 passing yards and 15 or more rushing yards. So I, I sprinkled on that <laughs> as well for fun. OK, uh, well, if I were in a betting state, I could drive to Kentucky and do it. Uh, I would bet heads. I'm always a heads guy. Tails. Um, and uh, you mentioned orange is plus 300 for your favorite color of what you like, what you're expecting. Uh, for halftime songs, uh, I guess this would be more of what I want versus like uh, educated. <laughs> I could probably research it. I'll be monitoring Trent, book it with Trent's uh, insider info because he did say that he was going to unload on Oh My God. And then uh, got an inside information that it's not. Oh my god! So I like loving this club plus seven hundred. One of my personal favorites from Ursher. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and and really, that's that's about that's about it. Uh, oh, um, yeah, jersey number. Uh, so let's talk this out. Of first touchdown score over. 22 and a half jersey number is minus 115. I mean, that seems like a lock, the lock of the century. McCaffrey's 23, Kittle's 85, Kelsey's 87. Yes. Like, so you got those. Who do we have? We have Samuel. You got those three guys in your bag right there. Yeah. And then Samuel, Pacheco, Ayuk, Rice, Mahomes. No, yeah, Mahomes and Purdy are then the under. So, I mean, if you like the under, you might as well go put like a sprinkle on a first touchdown because those are going to be some high odds from those players for first touchdown. But you're basically getting the top two favorites in Kelsey and McCaffrey for minus 115. And you get Kittle on top of that. Plus Kyle Juszczyk. Um, mm -hmm. Uh Clyde, Clyde Edwards Lair. <laughs> you get Noah Gray, Blake Bell, Eli oh, Mitchell. Yeah, some, some Eli Mitchell. So not just those three. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one? I'm with you. You I have McCaffrey the, first touchdown, so I would take the over. Yeah, you're get you're getting McCaffrey and Kelsey in that bet. Oh yeah, and Kittle, just in case. So yeah, I, I would go. I would go yeah. over. Yep. Okay, cool. That was one that I saw. Um, other than that, yeah, it sucks that we can't have it. I like length of the longest drive, but it's minus 170, over 77 and a half yards. Um, just mm -hmm. uh, hopefully that comes down before kickoff. Uh, and most trips to the opponent's red zone is interesting. Um, time of first possession, no thank you. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's it, brother. That's it for me right now. You know, I I, I might end up adding a, a few more uh, a few more plays in the Super Bowl here, but I think I'm pretty comfortable with what I have at the current moment. And as I've mentioned several times over the last couple of weeks, I do have a futures bet on the 49ers, so I will be pulling hard for them to to win this one and uh, cash the future. So. <laughs> That would yeah, be man. nice. Yeah. All right. So, what are your what would you what would you say your three favorite bets are then as we wrap up? I'm gonna go McCaffrey over ninety and a half rushing yards. Um, I'm gonna go um, 49ers 
minus two, and I'm going to go CMC longest rush over 18 and a half rushing yards are my favorite ones. I like those. Mine are going to be uh, 49ers money line, uh, Kelsey over six and a half receptions, and I also like McCaffrey over yards with you. That's my three favorite bets for the Super Bowl. Salute. Uh, I think that's it. I think so. All right. We've done it. We have done it from week zero of college football all the way through the NFL Super Bowl. Uh, (laughs) For those listening, uh, big salute. Thank you very, very, very much for listening to some just some guys talking ball. We really appreciate you. And that'll yep. do it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Bye.